Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life Podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life Podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode on the Forging Life Podcast, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Kenny Page at K Page Productions, who has helped recreate the Forging Life logo, and he actually is offering our listeners 10% discount to create or recreate your logo, business cards, and so much uh, many different other offers out there. Uh, you can get a clothing line, tags, and a few other things there too. So make sure, head over to a Kennedy Page, uh, who his information is in the show notes. Take advantage of the 10% discount and make sure you get yourself looking nice and professional. So thank you, Kennedy. And now let's jump into today's episode. And recording. So we're good to go. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Forging Life podcast. I am your daily success coach, Trey Ryder. And today I have a guest with me, Heather Caldwell, who is also known as the Anxious Hippie. And I love that name. It, it excites me and we'll hear about that in a minute <laughs> so uh just to give a heads up about heather i know she uh in the bio that she sent me she talked about um domestic violence um cannabis uh as well as uh, healing is that correct correct yes that's correct awesome. so thanks I, I didn't want to butcher that whole starting there so anyways <laughs> welcome heather i appreciate you, so you being with us today Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So tell us about this name, first and foremost. Where did the anxious hippie come from? Oh, my goodness. Okay, great question. And I get asked that a lot. Um, so I've always just been that um, that person. I've always been my, my parents were born during the time of the hippies, but they were not hippies themselves. Um, but I've always been, you know, kind of different. I've always been that old soul. Um, I have always been their hippie child. Well, flash, flash forward to um, after I had my daughter, um, I, I was so excited to, to be a mom and so excited for the opportunity. Um, it was just, you know, what every mother dreams of. Um, then after I had my daughter, I quickly developed severe postpartum depression, severe anxiety, um, and just a myriad of things just kind of started coming out of the woodworks that I didn't even know. Um, existed within myself. And so the time that I really wanted um, to be cherishing with my daughter and enjoying it, I was battling this silent battle. Um, whenever you have anxiety and depression, you don't always um, just tell someone even like, hey, I'm really struggling today or hey, I'm really battling this. Um, you do your best to hide it um, and that can make it worse. And so finally, when I got to the point that I could talk about it, um, because people who loved me, um, and were the closest to me, they still didn't know how severe it really was. Um, actually got to a point that I could barely leave my bedroom, that it was just such a struggle that I could barely leave the house. Um, so finally, when I got to where I could talk about it, I would say, you know, Hey, I'm the most, the most anxious hippie you'll ever meet. Um, and so people would, you know, kind of respond and go, you know what I am too. Um, so there are a lot of anxious hippies out there. Um, but when I began my business, I started thinking, okay, well, what am I going to call it? And it was obvious. <laughs> it was the anxious hippie. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. And I love it. I really do. And I want to dive into some of what you said in regards to the postpartum, um, the anxiousness and, you know, mm -hmm basically retracting into cornering yourself into a room or a closet yeah. and you know a lot of people because a lot of people do struggle with this and I've mm -hmm. seen it time and time again um, but before we we jump into that you said uh, something about your store so 
uh, you're you're actually recording this from your store right now. What is the store? Can you share that with us? <laughs> yes. So my store is in Pineville, Kentucky, um, and I'm just I'm so pleased to be here because whenever um, I started it, it started my entire business began from me making products that would help me to feel better, um, that would help me that were natural and organic and help um, to battle the anxiety and the depression and those things. Um, I wanted organic things to put on my body to help raise my vibration. And I wasn't finding those products. Um, so I began making those products, um, organic natural products to cleanse my energy, to boost my mood. Um, and whenever I started doing that, I started sharing it with other people, with other friends, other moms, um, and they really seemed to like it. So I created an Etsy store. Then after that, I created my own website, built that. Um, and I had a five-year plan. I thought, you know, in five years, I would love to have my own brick and mortar store. Um, so it was December of 2019 and everything just fell into place and it was, okay, this is your opportunity to have a store. And I said, okay, I'm opening in February. <laughs> so my five-year plan went from five years to two months. And, uh, so my store is here in Pineville, Kentucky. And I love it because for me, it's not just a store. Um, I carry a wide range of holistic products. Um, I look at every individual from body, mind, and spirit because they all play such a huge role in our health and happiness. Um, so I have products from CBD um, to CBD uh, products, even for your pets, from incense to um, oils, natural products. Um, I even have um, smoke accessories. I have a lot because um, healing does not look the same for everyone. It's very different. And so I wanted to have, you know, all the things that have helped me in all these different ways. I wanted to include those because if it helped me, I know it can help someone else. And I'm glad that you said that in, in regards to healing is different for everybody. And it doesn't matter, uh, religion, because a lot of religions will play a factor in whether it's Western healing, mm -hmm. um, Eastern and the holistic side oils and uh, certain vitamins and uh, the different you talked about CBD. Uh, there's just so many different aspects, uh, you know, shamanism to uh, I think I said Catholics to Buddhists. It, it's all different things. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you for sharing that and, and kind of saying, look, it, there isn't always a one size fits all for one person. Mm -hmm. And because it's not, we are all different. We all need something a little differently. That's why vitamins, that's why uh, so much goes into considering what you truly need. So thank you for that. Um, so to kind of jump back out from the business, I want to get into that, that personal side. You talked about yourself being a mother and off camera, we, we spoke about um, being the mother, but can you explain how that kind of evolved uh was it something that after the birth what was your thought process that kind of put you down into uh just withdrawing from the world um you know it's so interesting because i i mean from the time it was happening even until now um your mind is just so constantly in it um i just feel like you're you don't really come out of that you just are constantly thinking, okay, how did I get here? How do I get out? Um, and there's so many things that play a role in that. Um, you know, like I said, I was so excited to be a mom. And then after I had her, um, for a while, I did not even realize what I had was postpartum depression. I didn't even un understand that's what was going on. Um, I started having, you know, more nervousness going on. I started being more um, short-tempered. I started having, and anxiety can manifest in so many different ways. Like you think, you know, typically, oh, someone with anxiety is this, you know, kind of biting your nails. Look, and that's not it. Um, it can manifest in so many different ways. Even it can manifest in anger. Um, it looks different for everyone. And for me, it was just all of these different things. And I started going, okay, something's not right. Something's not right. Um, and worry and just doubt. And it just was a constant snowball in my mind um, until finally I, I started realizing this is not me. This does not feel good at all. Um, and so I, I did, you know, kind of start sharing a little bit, you know, like with my mother and my mom, you know, this, this doesn't feel good. Um, but 
so many people haven't experienced that, that there's really no one that can just tell you and go, oh, hey, well, this is what's, you know, going to help you. Or, and then when you do tell people so many times I would get, you just need to go for a walk. You just need to get out of the house. And, you know, finally, whenever I, I found my voice during this whole thing, I finally was just like, going for a walk is not going to cure severe clinical anxiety and depression. It's not. Um, did it help me to feel better momentarily? Yes, it did. And so different things will help you to feel better. And it's really getting the ball rolling on that. Um, but it just became so severe. And I actually um, decided to do online counseling um, with, it was betterhelp.com. Because um, I had done so much research of trying to find out what, you know, leaving the house wasn't even an option. Um, I would not leave my daughter at all. I just felt like she wasn't safe. And she was, in fact, very safe. Um, but your mind tells you different things and you act different ways. Um, things just are very different whenever you're in that mindset. Um, so I started doing online counseling um, and it was such a situation that from past relationship that I had um, where I, it was a very mentally and verbally abusive relationship. Um, CPTSD was starting to emerge and show after I had my daughter and this had been years before and I thought I had healed from that. Um, but instead I had pushed that down instead of actually working through that. And so, um, yeah, it, it was really difficult because the time I wanted to enjoy was, um, it was very painful. You know, one of the things that as you were sitting there speaking, you were talking about, you know, nail biting or anger, there's something that's different for everybody. And it's what I like to, to refer to it's pacifiers. You know, you'll see certain people that will bite their nails because it makes mm -hmm. them feel better. Um, yes. Same with withdrawing and pulling back because it will help to make you feel better in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it continues to, you follow the rabbit down the hole yeah. and it, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. So from going from, uh, you, you spoke about the past relationships and I know that you were speaking on domestic uh, violence or you're an advocate for it. Mm -hmm. So can you tell, was that something that um, played a significant part of your life that you really wanted to, to go and stand up for the domestic yes. violence as well? Absolutely. Um, for me, it's so huge to talk about it because again, it's something that people don't talk about. It's something that's brushed under the rug. And um, so many times the victims are embarrassed and ashamed and they should not be the ones that are embarrassed or ashamed. Um, you know, I was raised in a home where, you know, my parents have been married for 51 years. I never saw them. Um, they were always so respectful towards each other. It was, you know, it's, it's a, they have a good relationship. And so um, I found myself in my early twenties um, dating someone who was older than me. And when you're in a relationship, domestic violence, of course, never starts on the first date because you would never go on a second date. It just wouldn't happen. Um, it starts very slowly. And typically it starts with love bombing um, where they will show so much affection and so much love and, and they've gained all of your trust and they make you truly wholly believe that they care about you and your best interest in mind. Then the little thing starts you know, sneaking in. Um, and domestic violence is not just physical, um, but it can be mental, emotional, um, sexual, financial. Um, there's so many different forms of, of domestic abuse. I'm glad that you brought those up because it, that is something that I'm also trained in. And I say that because I was a military police investigator. So oh. I would often go into these calls for domestic violence and you know, I saw it time and time again, where, you know, maybe it was the wife, or it could be the husband, but you're sitting there speaking with one of the parties, and the mm -hmm. other one, they don't want anything to happen, they try to, to run back. And yeah. there's this huge vicious cycle, it's a, basically, it's a figure eight, where uh, you're doing the honeymoon phase, like you were talking about the mm -hmm. love bombing, you know, making them feel so special and rewarded and say, mm -hmm. you'll never do something again. Mm -hmm. And it starts that cycle. And then it eventually right. will start wrapping back around. They hit mm -hmm. that, um, that pacifier, that postpartum stuff or what, depending on where you're at, but 
they hit that pacifier where something triggers them. So you hit that trigger and then people go back to that pacifier and then it goes back to that love bombing. So it's, it's just that crazy cycle and you have to identify when you're stuck in that. So when did you notice that you were stuck in something like that or did you? You know, it took a while because even, you know, like I said, that relationship was in my early twenties. Um, and it, for the longest, again, I didn't realize it and things would, I guess, red flags would kind of pop up and I would be like, Oh, I don't like that. Or, Oh, that didn't feel good the way he said. And then I started, you know, I was secluded by that point from my friends and family living an hour and a half away. Um, and that's where he wanted me to be was away from friends and family who could help me. Um, and so I just remember at one point thinking, and I know this is crazy thinking, you know, I wish he would hit me because that way it would be something solid, something that I would not be crazy, something because mental and verbal, it doesn't show you don't have any scars or marks, nothing. And it's, you know, you can say it to someone and they'll go, Oh, well, you're, you've blown that situation out of, you know, is, is this, and so it, it got to the point that it just, um, as those situations do, I was lucky that um, it ended as well as it did, but it really, um, the mental scars are so deep, it really, and it takes so much work to, to get through them. Um, and I thought I did, but I really hadn't done that work to work through it, you know? Um, and in relationships after that, I would start noticing um, more so in, of the red flags. And I would be like, hey, you know, what you said, that's verbal abuse, that's not okay. Um, and I, I would be able to catch that because I knew I never wanted to be in a position like that again. And once I was out of this situation and I knew I was safe, that's when I was able to start using my voice again and kind of, you know, same thing with after my postpartum depression um, with when I was out of that situation, I wanted to use my voice to help other women, to help other people know they're not alone. This does happen. Um, there are people who can help you. So going from you being in that position, and obviously I, I'm taking it that you're out of that situation now oh, yes. because you became aware. And when you became aware, you were able to actually take action. And a lot of people still don't take action. So mm -hmm. what is some maybe guidance that you can tell people in regards to if they're stuck in that situation right now? How, how could you, uh, or some words of wisdom to them? Oh my goodness. Um, so that's a really great question. So words of wisdom from my heart is you are worth it. You are absolutely amazing and you are worth so much more than what or how that person is treating you. Um, you know, reach out. There are local domestic violence, um, programs in every area like ours. There's not even one to carry all um, of the community. So it carries like six counties, but there is someone and they're amazing. And so even, you know, if, if you can find someone who's safe to confide in, um, you know, even leaving a situation like that, there are steps, there are websites that you can go to. Um, and it gives you amazing information on ways to safely get out of those situations. And even there's a button that you can push that it will direct your browser to somewhere else in case um, that person checks your phone because um, you want to look at as safely as you can. And so, um, you know, there are ways to delete your history of searching. Um, you know, even I tell people, you know, financial abuse is, is one of the one because if you don't have money, you can't leave. If you don't have a car, you can't leave. So, um, you know, safely, number one, safety is your, your number one priority. Um, and there is a beautiful life that is waiting for you on the other side. There are people who care and who can help. There's so much uh, great value in what you just shared to everybody that is listening. And it's something that can be very hard for individuals to get out of. Mm -hmm. uh, like you, you said, it's, it's that even though you're uncomfortable, it's just as uncomfortable to leave that situation. And therefore, it, it's a big unknown. So you stick with what is known and less mm -hmm. uncomfortable if that makes sense, even though like it could be physical, it could be emotional, financial, sexual. And the thing is, that's still a big uncomfort, but the bigger uncomfort is not having the answers to get yourself out. And then the fact that you would have to go back to that situation. 
So there is all these programs like what Heather was just talking about that you can go and get involved in to, to get yourself the help that you need. So thank you so much for bringing that great information forward for those that could be struggling. And um, as you, you got out of that situation and you talked about uh, December of 2019, that you were gonna five-year plan was to get a brick and mortar store. Yes. Now, if you guys have been living under a rock, what happened <laughs> at this time frame was COVID. Um, you know, the, this whole global pandemic where uh, you know everything was shutting down. So you actually opened up in February, which was yeah. literally, I, I think, the beginning of the shutdown in a <laughs> lot of places in the United mm -hmm. States. So how did you deal with that from a business owner standpoint. Oh my goodness. So it, well, even the story of me getting there is, um, it's just so interesting. Um, so I had been, um, I was, I'm from Kentucky um, and I was living in Tennessee and that is where um, I had met my daughter's father. I had my daughter. Um, I'm actually a dental hygienist by trade. <laughs> um, and I worked in dental hygiene up until I went on maternity leave for my daughter. Um, so flash forward, um, August of 2019, I moved back from Tennessee, me and my daughter, um, and started over completely. Um, I, when I left, I actually had $38 in my pocket. Um, so as a, and I was 30, you know, mid thirties. Um, so when you have, you're that age and you've got a two and a half year old, two year old, and you're starting completely over. And I'm so thankful that um, I had such amazing parents and support um, because again, this is why I'm such a huge advocate um, for, for women and children because otherwise I would have been homeless with a two-year-old daughter. Um, again, I had $38 in my pocket and I really sat down and thought, okay, um, I love dental hygiene, but my license, I hadn't worked in hygiene in two years. Um, my license was not going to carry over from Tennessee and uh, to Kentucky for at least six months. Um, and I had began, um, you know, I had my website that I was doing, but um, I really sit and thought, you know what, what do I, what do I need? I want to help other people get what they need. Um, you know, what has helped me? What really, because I knew that I had a great support system, but I knew so many other people do not have that. Um, so I really, really worked on just building this community because that's what I, I really wanted. And at the time, like I said, I thought that community in a physical form would be in five years. <laughs> so um, I worked literal 16 hour days um, just working on building that community and, and working with my business. And then um, I, I did. I just had this for every universe, the stars just aligned. Um, that is okay, you know, you've got the opportunity. So it was December and I thought, all right, I'm going to do this. Um, and it was a lot of work. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of stress, but um, I opened up February 10th and it was even flooding around here. Like the week before I had to push the date back a week because um, everything was flooded from the rains. And uh, as a new business owner, you're very excited and you hope, okay, let's do this great. And then it's like, okay, I'm open and it's a pandemic, let's <laughs> shut down. So I was open for barely three months. Um, and then everything like officially, officially shut down. And at that point, I just really had to have that faith in how everything had worked out. And I thought, okay, the universe made it. So I was able to open and I truly just have this firm belief of, okay, I'm not going to open up in February and have to shut in March um, or, you know, have to shut in, in June. And I just thought there's a reason for this. And so I took that time to, um, to, if I, you know, could do any deliveries for anyone that I would, um, you know, if they needed any product, then I would drop it off at their door. They would pay through, you know, through internet, PayPal or whatever. Um, but I really worked on myself during that time. And I know a lot of people did, um, but I'm thankful that because for that time, so many people, it was a really bad time. 
Um, for me, I took it. Okay. I get to be with my daughter. This is probably going to be the last time I'm going to be able to be with her like this for this long for a while. Um, if ever, you know, because she's so young and I thought I can be with her all day long. Um, and I really worked on building that community online because other people were feeling shut in. Um, so making those connections of, Hey, you're not alone. You, you know, we've got a community. It's just kind of different right now. And that is, I love the points that you were talking about that you were able to actually focus on yourself and come up with different ways. You're, you're a business owner at this point and literally shutting down, you know, things around you. <laughs> and you came up with a different way to be able to serve. <laughs> and all honesty, for those that were able to pivot and come up with a better solution for what was being dealt for them are the ones that are surviving today. <laughs> so is that what you would say has helped um, grow your business or keep it alive? Or <laughs> is there anything else behind that? Absolutely. I really do. Because number one, um, no matter how many customers you have, you are still speaking to one person. Um, it was the entire basis of my business. It began because I felt terrible and I did not want anyone to feel the way I felt. And so my goal was if I could make even one person understand that they're not alone, then I'm doing my job. And so that's what the entire business um, is built upon. And so um, even, you know, during, during quarantine, during shutdown, that's what I still focused on was making those connections with people because we're all, no matter who it is, everyone is struggling in their own way. And some people don't show it as much. Some people show it more. Some people are more open. Um, but the more I speak about even domestic violence and postpartum depression and, um, you know, speaking about mental health, there's so many people who go, Yes, me too. Yes, me too. And so just keeping in mind, like, hey, if I'm feeling this way, I know I'm not the only one. Um, so whenever I took that time to work on myself, it was really looking and going, okay, even just the most simple things, why do I do this? Does it serve me? Who is it serving? And what can I do to make it serve me and other people the best way possible? And so all the junk that I didn't need that was just there, I just threw it away. <laughs> I just threw it away and go, okay, now let's, let's really do what's, you know, what is going to help me be the best I can be and help others. What would you say was some of the contributing factors of being able to build your clients? Because, you know, you just opened, did people already know that you were going to be opening or was it by word of mouth? Was it promotions? How did you go about in even building this business? Oh, I have been February 10th made a year that I've been open and there are everyday people come in. And this is a, like I said, it's, I mean, I live in the country. It's very rural. It's um, everyday people come in and go, I had no idea you were here or how long have you been here? You know? Um, so for me, it, again, it was just building those connections in every way and shape and form. Um, at the time, you know, since I've been open, I've done, um, you know, commercials on the radio. I've, I've done a billboard. Um, but still the number one way is word of mouth. And so whenever you reach out and you touch somebody in, you know, that way to just uplift them, they're going to tell somebody else because it's going to empower them. So they're going to be able to empower other people. Um, you know, whenever and I say, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a guide. I, I feel like I don't empower people, um, but I uplift them in a way that they remember their power and they go, yes, so they can empower themselves and it helps to just spread like wildfire that way. So um, with, with getting the business going, I, I would do that, just connect with people. Um, you know, even on Facebook, people who send me a friend request, um, I'm not just gonna like friend you and not talk to you. I mean, that's, I, I, if you're my friend, you're my friend, we're gonna talk. And so I will send a message and it really, it freaks people out, honestly, because they'll be like, why are you sending me a message? I'm like, if you're gonna be my friend, you're gonna talk to me. So um, even with groups that I'm in, um, I, I get that conversation going because that's why I'm there. You know, I'm there to talk and to create that community. And that's the best way. And that's a great factor in uh, Facebook, uh, all these other um, channels that we have to be able to, to network and grow our, 
our awareness and I say awareness, it's not just being aware. It's also helping those people. So you, you talked about if, if somebody sends you a friend request, my biggest pet peeve is if you're going to send me a friend request, make sure you follow it up with a message. Cause I don't know who you are, what you want. And a lot of times now what I get is just people spamming, Hey, come do this or, um, you know, come join this group or, you know, at least get to know me and don't just sit there and grill me about, I had somebody, I think yesterday talking about what are your goals and you know, how much have you made as a coach? I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. Why would I sit here and just <laughs> randomly talk to you about how much I you don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's just, it's very weird. I do get a lot of influxes because people type in coaches and oh, um, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, so I'm very aware about the, those that are trying to benefit and I, I'm all about them and helping them out but don't use me to just your advantage. I'm here to, right. to grow and network. And that's the same with, you know, how we had met other than, you know, I think I did friend request you today, but I still followed it up with a message. So. <laughs> there we go. It works. <laughs> but <Yeah>. um, <laughs> exactly. And you did, you fired back a message like right away. I was like, yeah. So um you know, going away from the, the social media, you talked about being a guide and um, connections. I would like to dive a little deeper into uh, being a guide. Can you explain a little bit uh, about being a guide, maybe? Um, it's one of those things that it shows up in so many different ways. Um, you know, what I do is very interesting. Like, I mean, I've got a physical store and I've got an online store, but I, I tell people, like, I don't sell stuff if that makes any sense, you know, like people come in and they, they'll look at me and they'll go, I've got this. I need help with that. Or I, you know, what would you suggest? And then, you know, that's when you can look and go, okay, well, you know, what are you doing? That's not working, you know? And so for me, again, I, I use the term, you know, holistic. Um, I want to really look at everyone as a whole, as a, <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at everyone as a whole um, because again like we said before not one thing works for everyone and so um, during my struggles that I've gone through I have tried a lot like I do a lot of research um, you know and whenever I even with my postpartum depression I was feeling so bad I thought okay let's look at everything so um, I started with vitamins. I started with eating healthier, eating clean, um, you know, drinking more water. Let's add herbs to the water. Let's look at um, aromatherapy um, and then going, okay, well, what about CBD? What about cannabis? And then adding certain things and, and adjusting. And so that's kind of what I do. I guide people on, okay, well, let's look at what you're doing. Um, what is not working for you? What can we omit? And what can we add to make you feel better? And so it's really guiding someone on their journey to feeling better but they're really in the driver's seat and being on the holistic side you you talked about the herbs um you know adding certain things in like lemon water and and those are big factors too and before i forget getting into the holistic side being a dental hygienist <laughs> okay there, there, there's a book that i have that I haven't read yet but it's, it's on my to-do list <laughs> and you know, it talks about the, the mouth and body connection. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like how, like true that is, like let's say an infection in the mouth, how it can um, oh, yeah. show up in your body? Oh yeah. And you know, what I explain to people is, you know, the blood that flows through your mouth, the teeth, each tooth has, has a pulp, each tooth has blood literally flowing through it. So, um, it all is connected. And if you have, um, you know, an infection in your mouth, if you have inflammation, inflammation is a root cause for so many issues, um, then we are going to have trouble with the rest of our body. And, and not just alone with that, but you think if you're in pain, if something's hurting, you're not going to be eating as well. Your diet may be different and not as healthy. Um, then you look at the social aspect. If someone um, you know, has trouble and they'll be covering, they don't want to smile as much. And even just, you know, having a good laugh, just even for a few seconds is going to raise, you know, 
you boost your, your vibration. And so if you're feeling like that, chances are you're hurting, you're, you're in pain or you're, you know, ashamed. And so you're going to be hiding that you're not going to be laughing and smiling. So emotionally and spiritually, that's going to kind of bring you down. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The mouth is, I mean, even heart health, um, people who have periodontal disease are more likely to have um, heart issues. And so it's all connected. You know, one of the things you talked about, and I, I'll reference this because of the fact that I had Jenny McKinney on my uh, podcast, and I don't know if you know her or not, but man, oh man, Jenny McKinney, um, she does certain things, and one of hers is basically bringing joy out in everybody, and she does this, like, laughing meditation. She will <laughs> laugh for, like, three minutes straight. There was one time she said she actually did, like, 20 or 30 minutes. But man, is it so addicting? You hear her laugh yes. and you just like, you can't stop yourself from smiling and just start mm. laughing because she's laughing. So it's true. And it, you know, everybody needs a little bit more laughter in their life. Yeah. So, so I I, since you, were, you talked about that, I had a reference <laughs> to it. I don't know what the episode number is because we have some um, major batching of episodes that are going on. I have at least 10 that are still recorded that are waiting to be released. So um, that's why I don't have a number to reference as of this episode. So um, although the good news is, is if you're hearing this on the podcast now, that means Jenny McKinney has already been live on her episode. So you should be able to, to reference that. So, um, so, so, uh, going back into the holistic now, and is it more or less just understanding the, the herb side and CBD, or is there more of a, a mediumship intuition? Um, All of it. <laughs> have you experienced any of that? All of it. Um, for me, and it's so interesting because I am born in, I mean, I've, I've been born and raised in the Appalachian Mountains. I mean, this is where, I mean, salt of the earth people. And you look at um, these home remedies or traditions or whatever you want to call it, and it's using herbs. And that's what our people had. Like, that's all we had for the, you know, the longest. Um, and our culture here is just steeped in such deep tradition and love for nature um, that it's just was such a natural thing for me. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what we've used and then you look into the properties and go okay this is why it worked um so you know if something works i want to know why um so looking at the herbal side of it yes i think there are so many wonderful and safe options um to that are going to help you to feel better in so many different ways um but you know looking at someone as a whole you go okay yes let's look at you know the herbal side are we you know what vitamins are getting let's look at our our diet are we eating you know are we drinking enough water um, and then you look at the spiritual aspect, because if you have someone who is not rooted or grounded or even have that just sense of security um, in their beliefs or just in, in general, um, they're they're more likely to have trouble with their health and even mental health or emotional health. So um, for me, you know, I've been, you know, I live in the Bible Belt. And so a lot of things when it comes to intuition or things like that, it's um, a very thin line for some people, but um, there was even a point in my life, and and again, I revisited during, um, you know, shutdown and thought, okay, what I'm, you know, how I do things, I'm going to lose some people, I'm going to lose, you know, this is going to turn some people off, and then finally, I just thought, you know what, this is me, um, I have, you know, such the purest of intentions of wanting to help people, um, and I know these things have helped, have worked for me. So I want to be able to share them with people. And so I just thought, you know what? Sure. I may lose some people, but those people aren't my people. Um, the people who are ready to listen and, and have that message and are ready, um, then they will be my people. And, um, so having that community of, of just people who are interested in, into it, because I feel like everyone has such a wonderful intuition or whatever you want to call it, um, that we're so much more knowledgeable than we really even know or realize or want to want to realize. Um, but helping people to bring that out in themselves, you're going to be able to make better decisions and feel more sound and secure in those decisions. You know, we 
we often hear about all these different senses, the five cents or the sixth sense, which is kind of the one that's never really talked about. You know, everybody <laughs> right. else knows about the the sight, the smell, the touch. And yeah, and the thing is, when we jump into it, we all have the intuition. It's just a matter of um, allowing ourselves. As a, as a child, you're you're most tapped into your intuitive soul. And it, because it's more pure, they haven't learned to if it's right or wrong because of how social um, environments okay. can shut it down. Like okay. you can look at somebody because they're weird because they're yeah. they're talking about something you don't understand. Right. And so therefore, we set up these safety nets and we start shutting things down. And as we get older, you know, it, it's harder. But you know that gut feeling that you have if something is right or wrong that's that's a quick intuitive you have sense. that for a reason right <laughs> yeah and, and the thing is like you can tap into it you can learn or relearn and harness some of this other stuff um have i done that no i i haven't um i know it's it's out there and available for me but i haven't taken dedicated time to learn that stuff and it, it does it intrigues me so i like having these conversations so like you said it on the science aspect, I always look into how and why things work. And um, the the deeper I dive, it just gets more and more interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, it is, if, and our mind is so powerful, is the thing. I mean, it really is. And, you know, even with that, you can look at the law of attraction. And, you know, it's, it's true when you think about it. And some people feel like, oh, that's whatever. And, you know, you go like, well, vibration is actual science. It's real. Everything vibrates. Everything has a frequency. Um, as a human, the higher your vibration, the better you feel mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you can actually measure someone's vibration and the lower someone's vibration, the worse they're going to feel, the more health issues they're going to have. Um, and so then, you know, you, you look at that aspect of, you know, opening that in, well, yeah, the law of attraction makes sense. You know, if you are concentrating on negative things and negative, this next, you're going to see more of it. But whenever you're concentrating on what you want to see the good and, and all this wonderful yeah. then that's what you're going to end up seeing and one of the the books that i would like to reference in regards to this right it, it kind of takes a scientific approach on a lot of it is uh was it power versus force and it was written by stephen hawking and in it he breaks down a lot about the energies and not just the energies about the emotions mm -hmm. where going from guilt and shame being like some of the lowest vibrative um, energies that we have just like if if somebody back in the day gets shamed out of their their community they don't have another community they can really go to it, it was ultimately sending sentencing them to death and because you felt so low and then it gets into um, joy happiness uh, love, courage, and it breaks it down on a scale of one to like a thousand. And love being one of the purest forms. And that's why you hear people always talk about living from the heart. Um, because when you're living from the, the mind, the egoic mind, you are a lesser vibration, lesser energy uh, compared to reaching that um, the 600 and above, I think is more enlightening, yeah. the enlightenment stages, you know, where where you hear uh, Jesus or Buddha or, you know, all these uh, people we hide to the high, hold to the highest standards is they've been able to reach those levels. Uh -huh. And that's why they are, you know, represented as such. So um, like I said, I, I dive into a lot of this in the scientific aspect, but how, how do I tap in? How do I learn my own intuition stuff? I haven't done that yet. So go <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, go check out that book. Um, I, I did it by audio. Uh, audiobook and it was very dry listening to but the information the content was very good so um sorry to to kind of talk about no, that but i know it. it definitely resonates um yeah. before we jump off i want to respect your time i know you have your business you got to get back to um one of the questions i did have is what um kind of keeps you up at night <laughs> as in like you know something you know it's something that's always on your mind Oh it goodness. is kind of what I want to get to. That is, oh my God, what keeps me up at night? That's a great, number one, I, I do have a three-year-old daughter. So that's all that's number one. Um, but uh, other than that. Um, yes. 
really for me being where I am and commuting building this community I see so many people who come in and it's it's the people that I see and the people that I talk to that I really have them on my mind at night when I lay down um because I can it may be the intuition thing you know even the questions they ask I can tell you know this person is looking for something deeper than just whatever um and so again making just spreading the word spreading you know building that community of the outcasts people who feel like they are alone or feel like they you know are that only person just getting the word out because there's so much information um that people just don't know you know even again domestic violence shelter there there's programs in every area and you can just google it um you know you can text people that are there there are shelters for you to go to um you know just finding education about you know ways that you can um even just better yourself and make yourself feel happier and healthier because um i'm constantly wanting to learn because i want to be able to share that knowledge with other people um just again with even with the postpartum depression with all of it my thing is i want people to know that they are not alone that no matter how weird or different or um, outcast or hurt we feel, we are not the only one. Um, there are so many other people like us. There are a lot of anxious hippies out there. Um, and just reach out. And the more you say, the more you, you know, when I say, yes, this is what's going on, you get so many me too's back. So just letting people know that, yeah, me too. We're, you're safe here. This is a good place. And for you, what have you seen? So you, you've been in business for a year now, but you've been doing this type of stuff. You've been understanding these things uh, be, well before that. So what are some things that maybe you've seen people have been able to overcome by some of the more um, uh, holistic remedies? Oh my, oh, my goodness. And then, of course, like you always have to throw up the disclaimer, like I'm not here to diagnose, cure or drain. <laughs> like you got that out. Um, but again different things are going to help different people not one thing is going to work for other for everyone but um you know the reason i'm such a cannabis advocate is because there's so many benefits with it and cannabis comes in so many different forms and so um you know you've got cbd our body naturally makes cannabinoids our body naturally makes it we have an entire system set up for it and that system regulates things like pain and inflammation and mood which includes anxiety and depression um, blood pressure and blood sugar and so um you know that's why people come in and they go like oh well, does cbd really work for all these things and i go it can help um because when our body for different reasons stops making those cannabinoids that's when we start having trouble with those things and so um you know cbd may be the thing for someone um, you know, someone else, medical marijuana may be, you know, the perfect situation for someone else because um, CBD and, you know, hemp and marijuana are like cousins. They're different, um, but they're going to help in different ways. Um, even looking at an aromatherapy point of view, um, it's, it's going to help someone in a different way than it may someone else. And just lifting your mood. And what I always say is starting with one thing um, to make you feel even that much better can snowball and become such a wonderful thing because, you know, this may not completely fix your issue, but it may make you feel good enough to do something else that's gonna benefit you. And then you may feel better and be able to do something else. And so one step is, is really, just one step in the right direction is a great step. I'm glad you brought up the, the CBD information because that was gonna be one of my next questions is I didn't wanna leave that out because that is a big factor. and. Uh, we have the CBD oil drops in our house because um, mm -hmm. it does. It helps with stress and anxiety and, and lowering um, your, the tension within yourself. So, it really does. Uh, as well as many other factors. So, uh, you know, we're an advocate of it in my household. I know my wife <laughs> likes to use it. So, and right. I asked her even before we jumped on this, I was like, hey, do you have any questions you want me to bring up? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll come up with something. Come here. I love it. I love talking about it because it's, um, it's something that so many people go, well, I, why did, oh my goodness, okay. um, there's so many times it just, um, you know, you don't know why it's going to work or what, you know, but it does. That's why it works for so many different things. And, 
Um, I'm just a huge advocate and that's why I'm pushing for, you know, I'm just an advocate for cannabis. Now, thank you so much. And before we jump off tonight, is there a place that people can go to find out more about Heather or the Anxious Hippie or uh, come see your store or do you have any events coming up? Is there anything that you can share with us um, in regards to how we can find and locate you? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you are on Facebook, then you can just look up the Anxious Hippie. You will find a picture of the storefront. Um, if you're on Instagram, the Anxious Hippie. I am on Clubhouse, the Anxious Hippie. <laughs> um, and what I'm working on right now is um, I do um, have this guide program, but I've actually not really set it into um, its own website. I'm actually working on that right now. So very soon, um, you can actually hop on a call. You can hop on a call with me at any time. Um, and we can set out a plan for you of looking at um, transforming your routine and raising your vibrations. So yeah, um, the anxious hippie, just look it up. I'm located in Pineville, Kentucky, um, Southeastern Kentucky. So if you are in the area at any time, then definitely come by and see me. Um, and the anxious Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Heather. And Thank if there's so anything that we can do on the Forging Life, uh, either Facebook group or the podcast or anything else that's coming up, um, I would be honored to help you out in any uh, form or fashion. Thank I know, so. I, I believe you just jumped into our Facebook group as well. So thank you for joining us and feel free to share any type of information that you feel is beneficial to um, those that might have questions and cool. make sure you go in there and introduce yourself and let people know because uh, we do have some other holistic individuals within the right. group too. So um, it, it's basically just a big community where we all can sit here and network and understand and be part of something bigger than ourselves. That's so awesome. um, awesome. thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, is there so any much. last parting words that you would like to say or um, get off of your, your chest before we end tonight? Oh my goodness. I, we've covered so much. We, re <laughs> we really have. Just thank you so much for holding this space. Um, and again, there's a community out there for everyone. And um, just lifting the vibration because we really, you know, being happier and healthier, sometimes we forget that's even a possibility. We get stuck in such a, a rut or a, a dark place that um, knowing, yes, we can be happy and we can be healthy. There is a way to do it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Sorry, I was picking up my daughter. And um, once again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Heather, for taking the time out from your store and time out of your day and being with us tonight. So the rest of you, as always, you guys make the rest of your day the best of your day. <laughs>for taking the time and listening to this podcast if you're enjoying the forging life podcast i ask you this take a moment and head over and rate this podcast if you're listening to it on itunes spotify or whatever platform you enjoy the most please just take a moment so that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life Podcast, and join us there.